News anchor Dan Rather grew up in the very same neighborhood as the Flying Valentes, the world-famous family troupe of circus acrobats. He writes, Walking past a vacant lot on our way to school early in the morning, my friends and I would come across the Flying Valentes practicing in their long tights and tank tops. And although we were used to their art, the Flying Valentes never ceased being the wonder of the neighborhood. Every morning it was like getting invited to a great show without having to buy a ticket. They did triple somersaults above their practice nets and caught each other by the forearms while swinging from the trapeze. Rather learned, though, that while it might have been a lot of fun, or certainly looked it, it took dedication. When we traipsed back from school in the afternoon, the Valentis were still swinging away from their nets, and when they returned from a tour looking banged up and limping with limbs and casts, we could see there was a price to be had. He says that all of this taught him that preparation is necessary for any excellence in life. Their standard of dedicated preparation would have been good preparation for survival in the acrobatics of network television, he says. Well, rather, raises a really great point about anything worthwhile needing preparation. Well, something worthwhile is coming right now. And if we would experience it well, preparation will be required. Advent is now upon us. And that word Advent means a coming, or specifically, the coming, the coming of our Savior Jesus Christ. Advent is a time of preparation for that coming. It is the time when we look back and prepare ourselves to celebrate the birth of our Savior in long ago Bethlehem. But just as our reading from the Gospel according to Matthew reminds us this morning, it's also the time to look forward, to prepare for the day when Jesus will come back. That's what our passage directs us to, directs our attention toward. Jesus' return. We're not told when this event will happen, but we're assured that it will happen. Now, I have just one point to make about all of this this morning. No hallelujahs are necessary. And it's this. Be prepared. The best way to get prepared is to celebrate, to celebrate Jesus' birth and to stay prepared for his return is this. Tune your heart to the thoughts of God. Jesus makes this point by reminding his disciples of the example of Noah. Noah was in tune with God. His neighbors were not. Noah obeyed God and began preparing for a flood by building an ark in fair weather. His neighbors thought he was crazy, but Noah was in tune. We are to be in tune as well, Jesus is saying. Well, preparing to get in tune reminds me of something that happened a while back. It was just a few weeks before Christmas. Eight-year-old David and two of his classmates were asked by David's mother, what holiday songs are you preparing to sing in your classroom this year? And David, looking down at his feet, replied, teacher says we can't sing well enough. She's only going to let kids sing in the holiday show who can carry a tune. Well, David, or David's mother could sense the hurt in David's voice. 
She was hurt herself at the teacher's comment. She asked them, well, would you like to practice your song with me? David and his friends agreed, and they began practicing the song that their class was preparing to sing in the holiday program. Every class had been assigned a different song representing each of the various religions and ethnic backgrounds of the students in the school. There would be secular songs and songs for Hanukkah, as well as for Ramadan and Kwanzaa, and yes, Christmas. Everyone was going to celebrate everyone's holiday. The school board and the PTA had cleared it as a shared multicultural celebration. Well, David's class had been assigned. It came upon a midnight clear, and his mom was grateful it was one that she knew. But as they practiced, she began to think that maybe the teacher had been right. These boys could not carry a tune. That evening, after the children had gone to bed, she told her husband, you never heard anything like it in your whole life. Never. You can't imagine what it was like. Her husband replied, oh, yes, I can. There are people, you know, who really can't carry a tune. Well, what's the use of trying to do what you can't do, she exclaimed with not a little exasperation. Well, the next morning, while shopping, she bought two books for teaching music to children. So they began to practice that afternoon until the night of the holiday program. She adapted and invented musical games to help teach the boys. She was patient with them, and slowly, gradually, they began to sing on key. They were beginning to actually sound pretty good. It's not howling anymore, she reported to her husband. The improvement became so marked that by the night of the holiday program, David and his friends were allowed to sing with the rest of their class. They had tuned in to the music through dedicated preparation. They had immersed themselves in it. The rest of the story in a moment. You see, that's what Advent is for. Getting tuned in, getting prepared for that coming, the coming, by tuning in to the mind and the heart of God. And how do we do that? We do it by immersing ourselves into God, by taking up a spiritual discipline and practicing it until we get good at it. Here's a really good place to start. Pick up your prayer book. And if you don't happen to have one at home, we'll give you one. And make a habit of praying through the daily office of morning prayer each morning or evening prayer each night. And do both if, if time and commitments allow. And possibly as you get good at it, add the noonday prayer service as well as you start doing it. This dedication to prayer will immerse your spirit into God's spirit. Get us tuned in to God's mind and heart. And another practice is to, dare I say it, pick up your Bible and commit to reading through the Gospel of Matthew during Advent. And if you get to the end of it, before the end of Advent, pick up the Gospel book of Luke also. These two Gospel books have the benefit of having all of the good Christmas stories in them, as well as both versions of the Beatitudes. All good things to read 
in preparation for the season. As we begin this season of Advent and our new year of faith, adopt one Christian spiritual practice or discipline as a way of intentionally going deeper into God. This is how to prepare and to get in tune. And now the rest of the story. The school's multicultural celebration went off well as the preparation all paid off, especially for David and his buddies who had finally tuned in musically. But there really is something more to be said. In the weeks of preparation, something else had tuned in as well. Something else was stirring inside of David. A few nights after the holiday program, David's mother was looking out the kitchen window when she spotted David standing knee-deep in snow. He was just standing there, looking toward the sky. When she stepped out, David came rushing to her. It's so still, he said in a hushed voice she had never heard coming from him before. All those stars, they shine. Do you remember in the song, the world in solemn stillness lay. The starlight shone down on David, revealing his features, his honest little boy eyes wide, fixed trustingly on his mother's. In them, she now saw the miracle, the miracle of an awakening soul. David had not merely tuned in to the music. His heart was now tuning in to the presence of God. Friends, tune your heart and your mind into God's thoughts in these weeks ahead. Prepare yourself for a miracle inside of you. Let Christmas awaken your soul. The Christ child is coming. The Christ returns. Be prepared. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.